Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the designfootball.com podcast. My name's Jay. I'm the resident blogger on designfootball.com. Today I'm joined by Muhammad Ali, who is a freelance football writer for the likes of uh, French Football Weekly and Goal and various others. And uh, we're going to be discussing Olympique de Marseille, uh, the kit history of Olympique de Marseille and uh, what's to come in the future Hello, Mohammed. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Jay. How are you? Yep, yep, not so bad. Um, okay, so the new kits were released uh, not too long ago. Um, you've you've had a chance to see them. Uh, overall, are you impressed with them? Uh, are they as a as a low M fan? You are a low M fan, I take it. Yeah. You, you're impressed with with the kits. Um, I can't say that I am, to be honest. I know you know a couple of people. Um, prefer simplicity um, and that's what the new kit uh, offers for sure um, but I, I think I think it just smacks of, of a bit of an unimaginative design especially the home kit um, you know where it's ba- basically a white shirt with the OM logo and the, the provincial flag um, on the inside of, of the collar and that's pretty much it so you know considering mm. the bit of imagination over the last couple of years I think it just you know as we'll obviously speak about later, I think <laughs> being in the final Adidas kit uh, for um, that'll be made for him for some time, and I think they just you know have gone out on a whimper. Yeah, uh, as you say there, the um, they are going to be the last Adidas kits. The the news is broken, or it broke actually before the kits were were leaked or even mm-hmm. um, and certainly released, is that Puma are going to be taken over. From the 2018-19 season onwards. Um, so going through the kits, let's go through the change kits first for this final season with Adidas. So the the away kit is just. I mean, most people have just said it looks like a, a leisure top or a, a training shirt or something. It's just a it's a standard sort of Mediterranean blue, if you call it that, or the Marseille blue. Um, but there's not a lot going on at all, really, is there? Yeah, no, that's absolutely it. So, you know, from uh, you know aesthetic point of view, it really just looks simple. And a lot of people, you know, like like a polo shirt. I know it's not; it doesn't have the polo shirt features uh, specifically. Mm. But from you know from afar, it does look like a very basic training top, which is a bit worrying considering you know that's you know the first kit of the new OM um, after you know the season that they've had and hopefully where they want to be at this time next year. So overall, I think it's pretty pretty disappointing. Yeah, um, so you, you've touched on sort of low M standing currently in the in the world of football. So they, they've gone through a, a sort of barren spell, I suppose. As uh, obviously they've been European champions in the past, uh, they've 
got a certain amount of, of French titles, which is debatable how many they've actually got, but they've, they've certainly got a, a, a glitter in history. Uh, yeah. And now Frank McCourt has taken over, and this was meant to be the summer where they, they brought in the big names and next season really have a proper assault on the, um, the French title. So, yeah, as you mentioned, you, you'd want them to be kitted out in the best way. Do, do you think the lack of... You mentioned the home shirt and the away shirt there. Do you think the lack of a sponsor is making the kits look even more simple, whereas if they, if they do end up with a sponsor on the shirt, that could, that could change it and that could, that could make it as, as involved as you'd want a football shirt to be? Um, yeah, possibly. I think that's a, that's a fair point. The fact that you know there is a lot more space on the front of the shirt where a sponsor is supposed to be kind of you know enhances its simplicity. Um, for for what I know is that there will be no sponsor uh, for next season. But you know, given that oh, I've had Insta Sport for the past five seasons, yep. and that's been a bit garish um, on the mm. front shirt, and because because of the color type, it's uh, it doesn't mix in well with the colors. They don't really. You know, change the color of the sponsor to fit the the kit. So it's always the blue and red, which obviously clashes with OM's white and sky blue um, features. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think a lot of people do like the shirt because of the fact that it doesn't have a sponsor and you know it, it does have put a clean look. But just from the design of the shirt, you know, there are there are very few features. Um, you know, which could have made you know the kit uh, look a lot better. You know, other clubs such as Roma have, have bet you know they've had kits without sponsors for a while, and their kits have looked absolutely amazing. Um, mm. So yeah, you know, I, I don't think just the fact that it's sponsorless makes it uh, even worse or makes it more bland. But I just think it looks black would have looked bland anyway. Yeah, I, I, there is the argument there that if they knew they weren't going to have a sponsor on the shirt, which I don't know if Adidas knew that when they were designing it, but that's that if that has been the, a decision that's been taken, then you probably would embellish the shirt a little bit more, so it you'd take advantage of that of that uh, of that opportunity to mm. to add something to the shirt. Yeah, so I take that point. Um, the third shirt is purple. What, what is, what's the thinking behind that? Why have they? I know I, they've gone back to that sort of classic-y crest, that sort of crest from days of yeah. yore again, which they had a couple of seasons ago on the on the home shirt, I think. Absolutely. But what's the thinking behind the purple of the third shirt? Well, that, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's a question that's got a lot of OM fans stumped, is that what is the benefit of the, of the, of the third shirt? You know, uh, looking at you know, the, the, the colour schemes uh, of, the, of the kits uh, over the last decade, mm. It's always been, you know, obviously white for the home kit, um, blue uh, for the second kit, and then for the third kit, either black or orange or something connected to the club. So if you remember mm. the orange um, and sky blue shirt from, I think, 2007-8, that was uh, yeah. sort of a homage to uh, the South Winners, one of the sports groups uh, of OM, who celebrated their 20th then yeah. and 30th anniversary last month. Um, and then you had the uh, black kit with the green, yellow and red stripe down the middle, uh, not the middle, towards um, where the club crest was. And that was um, yep. uh, for, for I think, the immigrant population uh, of Marseille. Um, homage to that. So it's, when, when, when the third kit um, is a bit left field, it's only because it's, you know, to commemorate something connected to the city of Marseille. Um, and, uh, you know, when it was first rumoured, 
and leaked that Adidas were preparing a you know purple shirt for him. A lot of uh, supporters were very angry. Um, there was you know trending um, topics on Twitter and uh, and the like. You know our colours are blue and uh, blue and white. You know respect mm. our colours, Adidas. And a lot of people furious at the fact that this was you know. Um, just something left or something that wasn't connected to the city of Marseille and obviously the Marseille community are very you know, protective of their identity uh, of their brand and of their club and city so it, it is a bit of a it's a bit of you know crazy crazy idea from Adidas and I think it's something that Real Madrid had um, a couple of seasons ago so you know it, it just doesn't make sense and you know whether it looks good mm. or not that's up to other people to judge um, but I can't, you know, there's uh, there's no rationale behind it of why Adidas have strayed so far from the templates or the sort of the colours that Marseille have enjoyed for so long. Hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's a strange one. You mentioned Real Madrid there, and and there is a sort of a history of uh, the trim colours alternating with with uh, with Real Madrid. So sometimes there'll be a black, a gold away kit, or um, there'll be a uh, the trim on the home kit will be gold one season for Loem and then it'll be gold for Real a season or two later. So I, I don't know whether it's that Loem is, is maybe Adidas's is testing ground maybe to try di- different designs because the colours are sort of similar to what Real Madrid wear. So, and obviously Real Madrid is, is the, the more marketable team, I expect. Um, the other a- element is uh, obviously Toulouse. So Toulouse wear purple. So there, there is an established football club, not so far away from from Marseille that that wears those colours anyway. So it's a little bit of a strange decision in in that regard. Mm-hmm. Would you do you think is this to if it's a if it's a so left field that it can be changed colours like in a lot of change kits are, are in luminous colours because obviously people don't have that as as a home kit apart from Borussia Dortmund had it for a while. Um, but but it's a strange thing to do to pick the colours of another team like that. You wouldn't have Loen wearing green for example yeah absolutely absolutely yeah yeah absolutely um yeah exactly you know that is that's a very good point um it's just you know a very very weird sort of approach to adidas have taken because you know for for a club like marseille it's you know the colors already so ingrained into the you know sort of the identity of the club it's that you know when the kit manufacturer comes along the job is already half done for them you know the colors they're going to use and it's up to the kit manufacturer to sort of embellish them and add a couple of features to make it, you know, stand out and very popular. And that's what they've done over mm-hmm. the last two, three years. You know, Adidas, I feel, have got the colours spot on. They go for, you know, a, a, a smart sky blue and white uh, home kit, you know, where mm-hmm. they change maybe the format of the badge and, you know, mix the colours up and where the colours are placed here or there. And the away kit or the third kit will always be a sky blue or sort of inverted um kit so where there'll be more of the blue than the white and then for the third kit it will be sort of a navy or a dark color um you know they've had i think we've had a navy or a black kit for the last three seasons in terms of the away kit or the european Mm. kit and or something you know very smart and looks very you know demure and dark um yeah and now you know the purple is just something completely well away from that so just you know it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me no, I I don't know if that is a an attractive color just in general for the, like a leisure market or something because that you mentioned like the dark the the blacks and the navy 
um, shirts, and and that's often the the old thing of the, it looks good with jeans. So it's like the the football shirt you can wear if if you're a little bit um, self conscious about wearing a football shirt. We wear something that's classy, that's understated in a in a colour that's not too bold. So you're more likely to to go out and wear that. But I, I don't necessarily, s- although the design is very nice. I think it's got like a, a nice polo collar neck on it it's quite mm. a nice design it's quite a classic classically styled just doing it in purple seems uh, a strange thing um just going back to the the home shirt obviously that's the, like the main shirt and and that's the one that will probably bring in the the most sales um it, on paper when i saw the leaks of it i was actually quite impressed by it because they've gone back to the it's it's a recent crest. It's only about ten years old or something. The crest, but they haven't got that big circle shield around it, have they? No. Which, what was what's the thinking behind that? Do you know why they brought in that big circular shield thing? Uh, I think it was just an added feature. Um, they brought it in uh, for last season because obviously the season before they used the old seventies uh, uh, logo, mm, yeah. and you know it ju- it just looked really good to have a sort of a crest within a crest. Um, having the, yeah. know, the circle shield behind it and the letters of the club and then the date of formation as well and having obviously the two mm. letters OM and the club uh, slogan uh, on there and it just looked I thought it looked really really smart and they mm. kept it for this season obviously it would have worked it worked well within the you know the, the colour frame and the cross feature from this season's home shirt so they, they kept it I don't know why they went back to it and I think I guess for for this shirt um, considering that you know, I don't know whether they thought maybe let's try something else or not. You know, mm. it, it's just I guess you know something they just done away with for for the season. But I guess one thing that you know you have to remember this is Adidas's final kit of a forty mm. something year partnership. So maybe it could just be going back to you know the roots and maybe just you know simple is the best way to go out. Uh, you know, I think that would have been something heavy in the decision making process or the guys that do make those decisions. How do we go out for such a you know long partnership? And maybe they just thought, you know, simplicity is the key here. Something, you know, very, you know, um discreet and something, you know, not out there, not garish. But then again, that's why they went with the why they went with the third kit, I don't know then. Hmm. Yeah, the I I, I uh, the rationale I agree with that you strip it back and you try and create a, a classic or a timeless shirt for your last season. I wonder whether they knew when they were designing it whether that it was actually going to be the last season because no, the, absolutely not. The negotiations. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right that they. This is something that they didn't know. Obviously, the 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 contract was about to run out, and the the mm. previous master administration um, waited for the new, obviously, administration to take uh, care of uh, negotiations. And so Adidas had, uh, you know, continued, you know, their relationship for, you know, as long as as long as possible. And it was only mm. um, towards the end of March, early April, where the first rumblings that okay, maybe, you know, this is it. Uh, Marseille have taken a different approach. Adidas were also, mm. I guess we'll touch on this a bit later, but Adidas were in the negotiations to extend the contract uh, with OM. Um, for for longer, I think maybe it was a new three to five year deal, um, but Marseille decided to end his negotiations and move a lot, move on. Yeah, um, 
Well, yeah, we will discuss that in a minute. I mean, in terms of just the basic facts of it, Frank McCourt came in sort of late last summer, was it? Was that when he bought the club? Yeah, so he entered exclusive negotiations uh, on the final week of August, um, but the deal went through uh, in mid-October. Okay, so certainly when he took over the club, that's... That brings in a potential for new negotiations for, for kit contracts and so on. But mm-hmm. in terms of the the cycle of kit design, that that kit, the kit that they're wearing now, would have been probably designed a good six months before then. So mm. certainly at that point, all right, the ownership was up in the air with Loam at the time. Um, the the Dreyfus element was probably going to be coming to an end, but we didn't know when. Uh, but they certainly wouldn't have had a guarantee that that it would be the the final kit. So it's it, it's kind of worked out that way and it fits the narrative that it's the last low-end kits, but they probably wouldn't have been designed as such. So yeah. it's it, it may well be that when they were designing them, they did expect a sponsor, so that's why they've stripped it back. So that might be an element to it. Um, but, yeah. Th- it, but when I look at that home shirt, I do, I, on paper it looks like a great shirt. Um when it was released, it was a little bit underwhelming. But the the thing that's annoyed me, and this is a massive kit geek thing, is that they've got shadow stripes on it. And the shadow stripes are great because it nods back particularly to the 89 to 91-ish. Uh, that there were various versions of it, but you, you probably view it as the mm. two seasons, 89-90 and then 90-91, um, which was sort of Papa and Waddle era, where you had the two... Uh, two bands on on each sleeve and it had thin shadow stripes on that one so it seems like it's a nod to that which is great um but then when you actually see the shirts and i went to the club shop a little while ago and i actually bought one but Mm. um they're not really centered properly so each shirt is unique in in the position of the shadow stripes now that's frustrated me and i've written an article about it which is probably far too intense but it's the, what I understand is that these shadow stripes should replicate the Provencal flag, which you mentioned is is inside the neck. So there should be nine stripes. So there should be a central stripe, and and then should go on from there, which would look great. Except they haven't managed on on very few of the shirts. They actually managed to to centre this stripe, and then you've got the other option of of having two stripes in the middle. So, so um, would, you, would but, you agree then um, that just sort of Adidas is whole approach to this final kit has been a bit sloppy considering, you know, how much thought and how much precision has gone into other kits. And obviously, one thing to consider is that, you know, Adidas do have a similarly long-standing relationship with other major European clubs, such as, you know, Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. Um, and just the way yeah. that this whole Marseille approach has gone this, this season, uh, whether they knew it would be the final one or not, has just been very sloppy and rushed almost. <laughs> Well, th- this is the argument that that perhaps the design is one thing where they maybe thought they were going to have lots of designs. Uh, when it comes to the manufacturer or the mass manufacturer of the shirts, it might be that the case that they've gone, well, they're not our client anymore. We're not dealing with them anymore. So the the, the standards we're going to have in, in terms of manufacturer are not going to be as high as they would have been previously. Now, I don't know that to be the case, but the, you you say the word sloppy. And yeah, if if you look at a shirt like that, to me, and I'm going to look at it very, very closely because that's mm. what I'm interested in, it does seem sloppy. It's, it seems a shame. It seems 
both from the design element that seems a little bit phoned in and when it comes to manufacture that there's not the care uh being put into it which i think should be put into a shirt for a for a, a club that you have a such a long relationship with and almost synonymous like uh, Olympique de Marseille and and the city of Marseille for me and Adidas are, are virtually interchangeable because I grew up with it um, I, I, I've been a fan I've been holidayed mm. in Marseille uh, visiting family all my family are there um, for my entire life so several times uh, at least twice a year and for them to to for it to end in this way is really really disappointing for me I, I I don't think that's that's right. I don't think that they should be Agreed, what they yeah. what they're producing is not of the standard that it should be considering that relationship over that period of time. Yeah, and and this is you know again something we'll discuss maybe in detail of the you know the actual nitty gritty of the, the negotiations. But and this is what Marseille felt as well. Uh, you know that Adidas are just not given sort of the love to the Marseille because you have to remember that a lot of people do have the, did have previously the long held belief that Marseille got the best of the Adidas sort of works in terms, especially mm. when it came to kids obviously there's one or two you know misses over the last couple of years but you know which club hasn't gone through that um, but by and large especially the home kit um, and a couple of the second or third kit which have been very wacky but also very popular Marseille had the best of the Adidas designs uh, mm. especially in the past decade so like you mentioned, I do agree that for it to go out on the whimper, you know, particularly, especially in you know, mm. a long synonymous relationship uh, of four decades, is a bit, you know, galling. Yeah. Um, the the other thing about the home shirt is the which is either a good thing or a, a negative thing. Something we haven't mentioned, and it doesn't seem to be mentioned massively in the marketing but the cuffs on the on the shirt are blue they're contrast yeah yeah contrast cuffs on the on the sleeves but they they flip up so when you flip them up they've got the Provencal flag running around as a band which is something that Nike did with the Barcelona third shirt in 2013-14 because the Provencal flag and the the Senera the Catalan flag are Mm, are basically the same flag yeah um, so that's something they've done, which is quite a nice feature, which adds to it. When you, you talk about it as an overly simplistic shirt, it does have this extra feature. Mm-hmm. But that that's obviously something that's been borrowed from another shirt anyway. So it, the effort that's gone into that, it seems like an afterthought anyway. Uh, just, I mean, when I say that Marseille and, and Adidas are synonymous... Um, I remember going visiting my family in in France, and you, you'd go into a cupboard at, at my my grandparents' flat, and the you would you obviously keep shoe boxes just to to keep photos in or whatever you have, and literally in a cupboard there was a, a wall of shoe boxes, and they were all Adidas shoe boxes. So, in terms of sales in in Marseille, the tie-in with the football club, which Everyone supports the football club in Marseille. It's it's a one-club town, in effect. There are some lower league teams, but it really is a one-club city, and everyone is on board with that. So the relationship between Adidas and the people goes is further than just being a manufacturer for the club. It's, you, you are then tied. You support the brand, in effect, as well. Um, so they, they have had high points over that period as well. So uh, are there any kits that you remember that 
obviously have a leave a better memory for you over that period than than the than the final ones. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you look um, within the last couple of years, um, Adidas I think have come up with a couple of really really good designs. I think the last three home kits were absolutely amazing. I think the last simple kit that you have to go to, I don't know if you remember, was the 20, uh, 2013-14 kit. That was very simple in design, but the fact that it just had the uh, very faint uh, sort of olive olive branch of the club kit and uh, the Intersport logo as well, which kind of, again, stood out. Um, but I think the home kits, by and large, over the last couple of years, or over the last decade, have been really, really good. Um, and that's the main, obviously, the main selling point because it needs to be obviously on point. Um, um, I think where you can judge a kit manufacturer, particularly, I think my obviously you know you're far more knowledgeable than I am on this matter. But I think where I do, I personally judge kit manufacturers is how how much thought they go into the second and third kit. Because obviously, there's no written rule on how a second or third kit should be uh, manufactured. Uh, how should we design, etc. So, how you know how you know a, a manufacturer approaches this and sort of where they get the inspiration from, it just goes to show how you know how much thought and how much love they've you know put into the sort of relation. And with Marseille, Adidas have really, I think the lot, I think uh, over the last couple of years, they've had a lot of really really smart, if simple, um, away kits. And I think that's where Marseille's strong point is. So you've had the Navy and the Argentine kits this season. Mm. Um, last season you had the um, you had the um, black and white. I wasn't personally a fan, but the away kit, the, the blue, the blue away kit with the stripes was, I thought, pretty smart. Um, and yep. personally, I think when you look at kits, I think Adidas absolutely hit the nail on the head for 2014-15, uh, the season of Marseille Bielsa, where I thought all three kits were absolutely amazing. Um, the home kit where it, they reverted from the sky blue for a dark blue feature, and that was in homage to the 1970s OM team with the um, with a, with a old logo. And then you had the away kit where it was um, sort of the, the, the pocket, uh, the Adidas pocket. I thought that was absolutely stylish, the grey and black uh, OM kit. And then the third kit was... Uh, um, inspired by Sampdoria, which OM have a fantastic relationship with the fans, have a long-standing relationship with that, and it it, man, it matches them, but with OM colours. Um, we also, you know, black and blue, black and blue feature with a crest right in the middle of the Provencal crest, right at yep. the heart of the jersey. And I thought, home, away, and third, they couldn't have gone any better than that. And that was, you know, those were really, really well received by... Uh, and obviously it matched the Adidas templates at the time you had the stripe over the name at the back of the kit as well mm, yeah. I thought they were just really really smart yeah and th those kits even if they're not to your taste it's clear that a huge amount of effort has been put into them to 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 firstly create something that is going to be popular but also something that is specific to to low M okay <laughs> There's you're obviously borrowing something from Sampdoria there, but you, you're actually understanding the fans, the, understanding the culture, and saying this is something that's going to appeal because it means something to you. Um, so that is a, a again a, seems like a direct contrast to to what's happened with the latest kits. Um, yeah, 
the, some of the recent kits have been fantastic, and the, the ideas as well. That the, there was a reversible shirt from a couple of years ago, which uh, again paid tribute to the the South winners, I think, mm. um, which was black on one side and then orange was like a, a leisure shirt on the other side, which was great. Um, yeah, so some fantastic kits over the years, and that's not with that's without even really mentioning the well. I obviously mentioned the the eighty nine sort of Papin Waddle era shirts. Mm. And the shirt that that the side won the um, the '93 European Cup in, so even though that was a template, it's, it's still an iconic kit. And the the reverse was the away kit as well. So some fantastic moments over the years. So that that relationship is is going to remain in the memory for a long time to come. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, something we do need to mention is we we mentioned 41 years in the mid 90s Loem dropped down to the second division for various reasons and stayed there two seasons for, for various reasons um, so 94-95 their kit was made by Reebok and 95-96 uh, it was made by Mizuno and they're sort of classic kits in their own right as well so very 90s both of them um, but pretty iconic although in terms of a, a section of history probably not the a highlight in in Lyme's history but they are they they were the sort of the interruption of the of the adidas years um but now obviously it is coming to an end um things are uh, we are going to be moving over to puma uh what's what's brought this about what's do you have like a timeline of what's actually happened frank mccourt came in yeah. in sort of Oct let's say august to october last year so the autumn of last year let's say um so what's happened since then the the negotiations happened with adidas and then obviously that came to an end and and puma have taken over what's what's the deal there is there in terms of money as well i take it it's going to mm. be a very profitable deal yeah i mean from from what i understand is that um discussions began at the turn of the year um, for Adidas were obviously well uh, placed to to extend the contract, um, but Marseille wanted you know a lot more focus from their kit manufacturer because obviously they they are a huge club you know still obviously in France still a massive club and well known in Europe and even though the club itself the playing staff haven't really performed over the you know, the past five years or so. Um, they do still sell a lot of shirts. I mean, you've been in Marseille very often. You know, so it's not just the home shirts of the city population where it's all the training gear uh, is mm -hmm. well, yeah. well in demand. Um, 
Mm. So, you know, you will see training gear from at least the past six, seven years still being worn every day, you know, yep. uh, mm-hmm. out on the streets. So um, they wanted, uh, so uh, for, for that for that reason only, there were a lot of um, other equipment providers and kit manufacturers on the scene. So you're looking at uh, Under Armour and uh, New Balance as well, um, as well as Puma. Uh, I don't think Nike were ever in the running. Um, that's only because Nike no. already have obviously Paris Saint Germain and Monaco uh, on their yeah. sleeve, um, on, on on you know on their belts. Um, so what Marseille wanted was that okay, the new ownership had obviously a uh, a well defined plan to return Marseille back to the European elite, and mm. the new or the equipment provider has to match uh, sort of their values, right? And Adidas have really, really unchallenged in France. Um, they lost the um, kit uh, deal for the national team a while back. Um, so, and yep. the only other, the only other kits that they have in Ligue 1 are at Lyon and at Lorient. Um, obviously, outside of France, they're still very well popular. You know, and you don't need me to tell you which teams obviously wear Adidas, but you know, a lot of big teams do proudly uh, wear the three stripes. A lot of teams obviously come into Adidas, um, Adidas's remit in the last uh, couple of years. Obviously, Chelsea is one of them. Um, and for that reason, Manchester United as well. Um, oh, sorry, Chelsea, to move on tonight. Um, Manchester United, they've signed a huge bumper deal. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's about 750 million ish. That's what's been reported. So, for that reason, yeah. Adidas have started to, to obviously prioritise. Um, you know the Real Madrid's and Manchester United of this world, um, and obviously focus their commercial and marketing features on them. And mm. this has left sort of France unloved because obviously Adidas's clients are Lorient, who are obviously flirting with relegation, and Lionel Messi, who mm. are well past their best. But uh, six years ago, this wasn't the case. Lionel Messi were the number one and two uh, French teams in in, yep. in Europe. Um, and uh, the, the, the board knew this, the new board knew this, and they said that, you know, what, what can you offer us? We want to be front and centre-ish, you know, where possible in your marketing mm. portfolio and stuff. Um, but Adidas were not going to, or were reluctant to give Marseille this, um, you know, this, this visibility and exposure. Um, and Marseille obviously wanted a higher price because they obviously the market had deduced that the Marseille contract was worth a bit more than it was a couple of years ago. So I think Adidas were looking around about, I think the current kit contract was 8 million a year and Adidas um, were looking to seal it for 10 million. Um, 10 million a year. And this is obviously far, far behind um, Man United 75 million a year uh, deal. And in in England, you're looking at comparable deals for about 30, 25, 30 million, I think at Liverpool and uh, Arsenal. And mm. in Paris Saint-Germain, Paris Saint-Germain's night, there was worth about 25, 30 million euros a year as well. So that's sort of where the Adidas relationship with Marseille dried up because Marseille felt that Adidas were not giving them the focus. Obviously, France is a huge market uh, mm. and Marseille is a huge club. And the, the board, Frank McCourt and Jacques-Henri Ayrault, the club president, felt that you know, this wasn't this relationship wasn't going to work out because uh, Adidas were not giving them what they wanted, and so they opened the tender mm-hmm. out. And Puma made it, Puma made it um, abundantly clear from the beginning. You know, we have with Marseille, we will have 
three major European clubs, Arsenal in England, Borussia Dortmund in Germany and Marseille in France, you know. Other than that, they've got Newcastle and Leicester City, you know, etc., etc. But in sort of our European, you know, Champions League and where we want to be, these are going to be our three main focal clubs. And Marseille were absolutely, mm. obviously, delighted by that. Um, having a provider provided that will give them sort of the love and the focus and the visibility and exposure because it goes hand in hand. You know, Marseille are looking to get as much exposure as they can. They will, they will provide the signings, they'll provide the investment, but they're looking for their sponsors and partners to do the same as well to bring Marseille back to the European elite. So when Puma made, you know, said all the right things and were offering about 15 million euros in bonuses, uh, plus bonuses, um, a year. You know, it kind of made a step up. I don't think you know this this kit contract will be about fifteen. Obviously, if if it's successful, then the next kit contract will be a lot more. You also have to remember that Marseille about thirteenth or fourteenth in the world when it comes to uh, units sold, uh, jerseys uh, sold in the yeah. world, and this is still a Marseille that was you know finished just escaped relegation in Liga um, last season. Um, they've been yeah. outperforming, I think, AC Milan or Inter Milan and Tottenham, etc., in shirt sales, even when they've been far off their best. So, you know, it's, I think it's Adidas' loss, fair enough. They have their mm. big um, big contracts to focus on. I think Adidas hasn't spent so much money and time and effort on you know trying to get Manchester United and trying to keep, you know, yep. their 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 portfolio in in England and in Spain, then Marseille might have had uh, Marseille might have had a chance. At this moment in time, Adidas are absolutely unrepentant. They're just like, okay, well, if that's what you want, that's what you want. And Puma have stepped in. Yeah. Obviously, they have a rivalry themselves with uh, with Adidas, and they've swooped in to take the contract. And obviously, Marseille are very very pleased with it. Yeah, the uh, it, it's going to be an interesting transition because. You mentioned um, sort of the training wear and 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 so on in in Marseille. So you will have several seasons now. Obviously, wearing several seasons worth of of training wear being worn means can mean that people are not renewing that training wear. Now, training wear doesn't date in the same way that the shirts do. But the the important thing is in terms of sales is to get people buying every season. So. There's positives and and, and ne- negative aspects to that. However, you you do see, and I read an article about this um, from Patrick Howe, which I think is on uh, in bed with Maradona website, and he talks about visiting Marseille and seeing the amount of tracksuits that are being worn by people. Everyone's wearing a full tracksuit, uh, which you don't really see in in England, for example. And he he lists them, and he it tends to be Adidas teams so Milan uh, uh, Chelsea up until the next season are still Adidas so that you see a lot of Chelsea tracksuits in Marseille a lot of Bayern Munich in, in Marseille lot, enormous amount of Real Madrid and you do see a little bit of Barcelona as well which is obviously a Nike team but it really is massively outnumbered by the the Adidas being worn yeah. so I don't know whether that is is still feeling a connection and and they have signs up at the velodrome now saying our colors are, are x y and z and we are olympique de marseille do not turn up here wearing a chelsea tracksuit that's that's not fair because so many people were going to low m games yeah. wearing the colors of other, other teams in europe so that i think that does tie in with the adidas thing i think you you go into a shop and you you 
you feel like as a fraternal element of wearing an Adidas pair of tracksuit bottoms if your club is has their kit made by Adidas as well. So there's that that fraternity element is there. Uh, whether Puba coming in will will get as much of that market that Adidas had as a result of of providing the kit, I don't know. I don't know how profitable it's going to be for Puba, but it it remains to be seen. Um, it's it's still hard for me. It's a terrible thing for me because the the idea of of Loem going over to any other manufacturer. Um, I think I maybe could have handled New Balance simply because I'm a Celtic fan and a, a Liverpool fan as well. So just having everyone in the same stable like that would be fantastic. But the, the going over to Puma, I, I don't know what they're going to do with the kits because I can't think of many Puma kits currently that I particularly like. Certainly not the Arsenal ones. So do you have any ideas of or what advice would you give them? I, I imagine they're in the process of being designed now if, if they might even be finalised by now. What what would you say would be the best angle for Puma to take with the Lime kits in in terms of the home kit, for example? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult to say. Like you mentioned, um, very few Puma kits are remem- memorable. Um, mm. I think you have to look at the Italy, the Italy um, kits, I think, are an exception to that. Um, yeah. And Borussia Dortmund and Arsenal, um, their their kits are, you know, especially the Arsenal one because Arsenal, Marseille are in the, the same boat that Arsenal were in about two three seasons ago, when they made the move from Nike. Um, yeah. So it is a bit, you know, weird. But I think what Puma need to do is sort of kind of go back to square one and sort of see where Adidas had been successful with the kits because you know they are going to incorporate a lot of. Um, a lot of um, sky blue and white um, on, on the home and away kits, but how will they add mm. it to the Puma Touch sort of stuff? So, I think for example that they started to what you know a lot of people have started designing sort of concept kits and Puma yeah. already begun a marketing campaign in the streets of Marseille. I don't know if you saw that, um, but they had this particularly shiny gold Puma logo um, that obviously reflected well with the golden star and the slogan uh, on the Marseille. Um, crest so i think that's sort of one way that they might think of going one thing that i as an Marseille fan are looking at is uh for example leicester's kit this season which was just released uh last week um mm. sort of with the um this very nice smart blue color with the golden pumas on each um yeah. in, the, in each shoulder um Maybe that's something where they might decide to go. Um, I don't know. Mm. Um, but again, like I said, the the home kit, I think, will remain largely, you know, the same because obviously Marseille have such a strict um, template when it comes to the home kit. Um, but I think where Puma, like I said, their worth as a kit manufacturer will be how they approach the second and third kit. Will they go for the primary colours of the city of Marseille? Or will they go and continue the same way as um, as um, uh, Adidas have done with the Pebble Show? One thing that I personally don't want to see in Marseille that they've done at Arsenal uh, is follow this garish electric green, uh, electric, you know, the yellow-green sort of fluorescent mm-hmm. third shirt. And that's one thing that I hope they, they stay away from because it doesn't look, you know, it's not Marseille. You know, so yeah. that's one thing I would say well away from. Yeah, the the general idea is, I think, that you you give the you you stay classic with the home shirt certainly in your first season, 
the away shirt is something that is regarded as maybe a staple uh, away shirt or away colours for the club, so the fans get on board with it. And then the third kit, um, that's where you can flex a little bit of muscle in terms of um, your own, I don't know what you'd call it, sort of the, your, your own brand message, I suppose. So whatever colours are in your um, your palette for that season as a brand, so what you're giving various clubs. But I, I do hope they don't do that with Loem. I hope that they they give, certainly for the first season, they... I don't want them to play safe particularly. And what you've mentioned there with, with gold details on the home shirt sounds fantastic. That that would be a great thing. Um, but maybe with a, a sky blue away kit, which would keep everyone happy for the first season. And maybe an orange third or something, because orange is, is almost a, a third colour for OM now because of the history in the South Winners group and, and that kind of thing. Um, so that, that would be my hope. Um, but at the same time, I don't hold out enormous hope for for what Puma will do and it'll be it will be interesting to see in that first season how many people take up because like you mentioned especially at low M and that's it's a tradition that's gone on gone back a lot further there than it it maybe has been in England is people aren't so worried about buying the new shirt every season so people will turn up if you go and look at the the two virage at, uh, at low M it's littered with the the shirt history of the club. It's not a sea of the new shirt as soon as it's released. Certainly not. Um, so people will be happily wear the old shirt. Now, mm. that's fine when the new shirt is made by the same manufacturer. But when a new manufacturer comes in, what do you do? And and do you have an allegiance there? And, and will you will you come over to this, this new uh, designer? Or will you stick with what you know and... and almost have a protest against it and say no this is uh this is uh, adidas's city in effect but i mean that that, will, that uh, remains will, to be seen yeah that will come down to the fact whether the first kit is um newly received i think puma come at a very interesting juncture um at you know marseille's history so um you know this time next season marseille could conceivably qualify for the top three uh, in Ligue 1, so mm. uh, and thereby the Puma kit will be the first uh, kit that Marseille wear back in the Champions League after a five-year absence. Um, mm. And so if it's well-designed, a lot of the... Uh, if it's well-designed and Marseille do get like a lot of uh, decent players and well-regarded players, a lot of the mm. fans will flock to the Puma shirt um, because this represents the new Marseille. This, this is the first you know, image of Marseille returning back to the elite and that's what this kit represents. And if it's well designed, that's a bonus as well. Um, and consequently, if it doesn't, if Marseille fall flat and the design sort of fall flat, um, then they've got a bit of a problem. Then you have you know fans hmm. sort of hankering for the well designed OM shirts uh, that you know they used to know with Adidas, and there's no real reason to sort of you know buy any new shirts if the club are not going really going anywhere. So you know it could yeah. go either way. It could go either way, but obviously if if the shirt is well designed and OM do sort of, you know, continue on their road back to, um, back to, uh, you know, the, the the Champions League and the top three in Ligue 1, then that Puma shirt could really kick off sort of a new era. And that's when people, you know, people can pit, pinpoint kits rather than seasons, sort of, you know, well, we wore that, we were doing this and we were, you know, mm. sort of the height of our powers. Um, and it, it will only be good for Puma if that's, if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 
the other thing is that I, I know it's something you like as well is I mean, a brilliant point there that this is tying in with a rebirth of the club. So the return to the Champions League, that could usher in Puma quite nicely to say this is like a clean slate to to get rid of the mediocre seasons that have passed, despite the fact that it would require this season to get into the top three. But to to return to the top table of European football uh, and that ushers in the the new manufacturer might work quite well um the one motif that that is quite popular is obviously the cross of marseille um so that's on the current shirt you have that from the flag of marseille so this uh blue on white cross um that could be something that that puma want to to use in their first kits and that probably be quite popular that would probably um lead uh lead to the fans accepting it um uh, a, a lot quicker than than other designs, perhaps. The the thing with that, and it's a super nerdy thing that I've noticed, but Intersport's relationship with the club, I think, is increasing. So they're they're more involved with the boutique, I think, now as well. So they've got this tie-in, and Intersport uh, are the current sponsors, the current shirt sponsors, but they're not going to be sponsoring the front of the shirts next season. But I think there is a strong relationship there anyway. Uh, the Currently, the cross stops at the point of the sponsor, so it, it cuts off quite nicely to say, "Okay, well, this is where the sponsor starts." But they've just changed the in the last few games of the season. They changed mm. the way the sponsor was presented, and it was uh, Intersport Intersport.fr, and it actually changed the the way it was. So the the cross actually cuts off a little bit early, and it doesn't look quite right. I don't know if you've noticed that, or is that? I actually haven't. Is that just I mean, I've, noticed, geeky... I've noticed. Um... Obviously, the, the, the Intersport have um, used uh, the last couple of games of the season and the last couple of games of the relationship, uh, the contract, to showcase its website. So it's sort of like a parting gift. Um, but I've actually mm. not, I haven't noticed a cross, sort of, you know, the length of the cross. I might have to go back and look at the match pictures and see if that's, that's the case. Yeah, well, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Um, that That is the, the cross that the, the kit geek has to bear. Um it it's it, it looked quite nice the way it was before, but with that extra bit on it, it it I think they have to move it to the line below or something. I can't remember why, but for some reason it, it the it truncates the cross, um, so it, it stops too suddenly, uh, so it doesn't look, look quite right. It stops for no reason in effect, but yeah yeah take a look at that and uh, yeah and and it'll affect your OCD. Um, yeah, so we we await the new kits, the new Puma kits. Uh, Fingers crossed that they are everything that we, we hope they'll be. Um, and then we also will give these last Adidas kits the opportunity to be seen on the pitch because sometimes that does change matters. So we're slightly underwhelmed with them. But once they're on the pitch, sometimes you, you they they come into their own once they're being worn mm-hmm. by the players. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed for that as well. Um, but aside from that... Uh, Ali Loem, I can't can't think of of anything else to be said. It, onwards and upwards, I would say the the McCourt revolution is here. Um, Puma are coming on board. The, it is uh, a reason for optimism generally, surely. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think obviously, given uh, the last couple of months and years, um, you've seen obviously you know the the results haven't been up to up to scratch. Uh, just this season, Marseille have gone through two coaches. Uh, three presidents mm. and two different owners as well. Um, and to, <laughs> for the fact that they've 
they've rescued sort of a European spot, having started the season about 15th, 16th, and when Rudy Garcia yeah. had arrived and by November Marseille were 12th, 13th in the league. So to get fifth and maintain fifth at the very least, I mean, that's the sky ceiling um, for, for this current team, uh, which is obviously still containing a lot of sort of the the free buys and the loans uh, from the previous administration. Uh, so they've done really, really well. So I guess, you know, onwards and upwards, this summer's obviously very big, the most important that Marseille have had um, for, for, for many years. Um, so it would be, you know, I guess next season, the objective, officially the objective is top four, which would only gain a Europa League spot if you do finish fourth. But I think a lot yeah. of the fans... Considering that, you know, Dimitri Payet is back and Marseille can yep. smash the cash a little bit. Um, third, you know, behind Paris Saint-Germain, Monaco, and maybe in a good showing one or the other, you know, the, the domestic cups uh, would mm. represent a fine, fine season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's a little bit of a, a trivia question for you. Now, you might not know the answer to this, so, so sorry for putting you on the spot for this, but... Have, have Loam ever won in Bordeaux wearing an Adidas kit? Because that could be a, a turning point for Puma as well if they were the, if they managed to get a win in Bordeaux. Well, the answer is no. Um, but the mass, the uh, relationship has been going on for forty-one years. Um, the Adidas yep. Marseille relationship, and the record stands at forty uh, in October. Um, so Marseille have not won in Bordeaux since nineteen seventy-seven, since the first of October. So that will pass. Um, the 40 anniversary will pass uh, sometime this uh, sometime this uh, autumn. Obviously, if the fixture yeah. list, if the fixture list, um, you know, Marseille would have one more chance to win in an Adidas shirt yeah. in Bordeaux. Um, and if not, well, you know, maybe we <laughs> might be down to Puma. <laughs> that breaks that jinx. That, that suggests then that in in one of the first couple of seasons of Adidas, they must have won in Bordeaux, mustn't they? Well, no, Would no. Um, right? um, yeah, actually, I think you are right, yeah. Um, but but that is a curse that's come along with Adidas, because that ties into, well, all right, they might have won yeah. in the first, the the first, first couple early, of times, yeah. maybe they did. But but that is that is a curse that, that seems to tie in with the Adidas contract regardless. So, yeah, yeah, that, also, it could, yeah. that curse could be broken by Puma. It is also a bit weird considering the financial muscle that Marseille had in the nineties. Mm. Um, obviously, having sharing the same ownership, uh, the club had the same ownership as Adidas as well. Yeah. On yeah. on yeah. not yeah. just one but two occasions. Um, yeah. So you know, considering that you know that record stood was uh, actually quite yeah. a remarkable feat for Bordeaux. Mm. So this is just just for people to to understand. Bernard Tappy had a a big mm. stake in. In uh, Adidas, and then uh, Robert Louis Dreyfus as well. Is that right? Yes, uh, he was the CEO yeah. of uh, Adidas from ninety five, ninety six to, or oh, the late nineties to early two thousands. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's so uh, the the end of the uh, of an era there, and the start of a new one. So yeah, uh, as we say, onwards, onwards and upwards. Uh, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for talking to me about... Uh, it's been elucidating as well. You, your knowledge is incredible. Um, but thank you so much, Mohammed, for talking to me My about pleasure. OM and Adidas. And now Puma as well. So 
Uh, it's been great having you on. Uh, are you? Are we? Can we? I, I'm sure people might want to speak to you about uh, about Loem and and French football in general. Are, you're on Twitter, aren't you? What? Yes. How can we get hold of you? So I'm um, available on Twitter at uh, Mohammed Ali. So my my name uh, underscore ninety three. Um, I think you know. Yeah, very easy to find. <laughs> okay, uh, and we'll on on the notes. If you're listening to this on Acast, if you look at your screen now, uh, there will be a link to uh, Mohammed's uh, Twitter Twitter account because there's obviously various spellings of Mohammed as well. So uh, mm. we'll we'll give you the right one there. Um, okay, so thank you so much for that. And uh, if you want to get hold of me, I'm J29ers on Twitter. Uh, designfootball.com is the website. Designfootball.com on Facebook and Design Football on Twitter. If you have anything to say to us, obviously visit the website. Upload designs, enter competitions, start competitions, all of that stuff. And we'll be back with uh, another podcast very soon. Thanks very much, Mohammed, and I'll speak to you soon. My pleasure. Bye-bye now. Bye.